0: ahoy and welcome to another episode of wolf disney i'm sarah and natalie's not ready i'm natalie (laughs) and we are the wolf sisters uh, who have very little disney experience or knowledge and are slowly making our way through the disney catalog movie by movie um annoying people at every turn week's episode is Uh, treasure island yar yeah i'm really regretting that we did not just say only the animated classics at this point in time yes but uh like i think like is mary poppins an animated classic yes there's animation in it animation well this is a movie that we chose to watch and, and we watched it. And we watched it. So, feeling good about that. Natalie, do you know why pirates are called pirates? I know. I, I almost texted you and said, don't come with any pirate jokes. But then I said, I don't want to encourage you because. Because they are. I did do pirate research. Oh, good. I definitely didn't do pirate research, too. Did you? Yeah, Natalie's movie was about pirate. I thought you normally did, like, who made the movie and stuff. I had no interest in learning about this movie. All right, we'll see <laughs> See if we need to pause and do some more research in a little bit. I thought you would do, the like, the the Scottish story. Um, I mean, I, I read about it, and so I can talk about it, but, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot in there. Um, so today's icebreaker is, Who is your favorite pirate, fictional or real? Oh, not just in the movie? Absolutely not just in the movie. Oh, okay. Because I did have one from the movie. <laughs> um, um, well, let's see. I, can I have several? Okay. Yes. Um, so first of all, uh, Blackbeard because he is not from North Carolina but like died there or something yeah so we learned about him in North Carolina state history and shout out to my friend Ann Beckwith who is related to him and um and I think that might be the second time you've said that in this podcast well that one Uh, presentation that she gave in discrete math and statistics about our family trees. Um, That's right. The weirdest class I ever took in high school. Uh, She gave a presentation on her family tree and that's something that I remembered. And um, another family member of hers invented the lawnmower. So yeah, black. (laughs) Big family. Uh, Blackbeard holds a special place in my heart. Um, I would also say that I like the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything from the always popular VeggieTales series. Um, this and, is why you can only choose one, because that's what I was going to say. Oh, sorry. Okay, I'll take back my Pirates of the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything, um, and I will... Um, oh, what about the guy who invented Napster? Because that is a form of piracy. Mm. Who's your favorite pirate? The pirates who don't do anything. Are you going to talk about them? I like them. Um, they're funny. They are, um, uh, they're like they're like the anti-heroes of uh, pirates. It's true. Their theme song is, we are the pirates who don't do anything. We just stay at home and lie around. Mm-hmm. And if you ask us to do anything, we'll just tell you we don't do anything. Yep. <clears throat> That's
1: are
0: great, that was a great uh, icebreaker, like. Natalie. Are we done with the icebreaker? <laughs> we are. All right. So now that the ice is broken, um, Natalie. What? No. Uh-uh. Sarah, no. Why was the pirate ship... What? Shoot. Why was the pirate ship so cheap? It was a <laughs> It was on sale. Okay. Mine works. <laughs> I have a lot of the jokes, and people liked the elephant joke. Who told you that? Hi, Allison. Thanks for listening. Okay. Um, All right. Hey, listeners, if you have a favorite pirate joke, email it to us at wolfdisneypodcast at gmail.com, and we'll read it at our next um, recording episode. Natalie's making a face, but we will read our favorite one. Okay, our favorite one. Yeah, not all of them, because we get, like, a thousand emails a day, and that would just take too long. Um... So let's talk about Treasure Island, which, by the way, I um, every time that I remembered in my head that I, ne- I needed to watch it this week, I called it to myself Ten Thousand Leagues Under the Sea," and could never remember what this movie was called. I don't know what that movie is about, but they're the same in my head. Um, so I would like to give a shout out to Scott, who listens every week and is another minister in town with me, um, and so he sent me a message and said that Treasure Planet is actually a remake of Treasure Island. So we weren't like super far off. No. Base. Yeah. I was not super far off. You were, not, I'd never heard of the movie. You <laughs> were not yeah. super far off base. So that was wow. a win for the Wolf sisters. For me. I think that I relayed the message to you from Scott and so that makes it a joint effort. Scott, next time, just stick to Twitter, because she doesn't read it, and I do, and so I'll get that message, and she won't. Natalie, if you'd share with me the password to Twitter, I could check it. It's in the Google Doc. Nobody hack us. All right. (laughs) (laughs) That would be piracy. Ah! No, it would it. Dang it. That's not piracy. Stealing. So the movie. Yeah, um... The movie it's so, Dis- go ahead it's disney's first live action feature length film oh that's good to know because that's the first one we've watched <laughs> um so we're doing okay with our yes. with our uh schedule um so i kind of wish that i had done some of my research before i'd watched the movie because there were a lot of things in the movie like if you look at my notes, there's a lot of um, questions on all caps and a lot of me just trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things I lo- researched was just p- pirate facts. Yes. And um, and so one of the websites I was on was saying that like a, a good chunk of the pirate um, like lore and stereotypes of <laughs> if that's the right word. Pirate culture um, comes from this one movie. And so did we look at the same website? I'm so glad that both of us are going to be talking about the same thing today. Oh, crap. Um, no, I mean, I got that from um, National Geographic. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Okay, An article. Cool. What? Great. Okay. I got mine from 30 incredible facts about pirates that are 100% true. So I know that it has to be true. Okay. Um, yeah, I, every question I had about pirates, while I watched this movie, I realized that I truly know very little about pirates, despite the fact that I also spent what I felt like was nine weeks learning about Blackbeard and his pirates in the yeah. fourth grade. Um, but even with that knowledge, pirates are still uh, completely fictional in my head sometimes. Um, and I also just realized that for a long time I've just accepted that they just bury treasure and they use a different uh, dialect than anybody else, and they have peg legs and um, the that the jolly whatever flag, like yeah things like that I just kind of accepted and never questioned until I watched this movie (laughs) and um I guess we both found in our research that almost every question I had that I just said really just comes from this movie um because we don't well I mean like you can be a pirate and be from any country because like you know there's like the Somalian pirates but you know there were like probably spanish pirates that were trying to target like the spanish armada or something i could be totally making things up right now but um but a pirate in regards to a ship is someone who i think just takes over a ship and like takes its plunder yeah um yeah i'm just gonna google definition pirate a person who attacks or robs ships at sea a person who appropriates or reproduces the work of another for profit without permission, a person or organization that broadcasts radio or telev- television programs without official authorization. So I was right. Um, so you can be a pirate from any country. So we don't really know what they talk like because they're all different. Right. But we also know that they none of them talked like this. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because it said that even the the one actor Newton. Newton, I didn't look up the actors. Um, like they attribute it to like this one actor in the movie who's oh yeah, Long John Silver. Oh, it was Long John Silver's. I think so. Yeah, I think that's what I read. That like everybody like kind of fell in love with that character because he talked so differently. Yeah, I had to watch the captions on. Did you? Yes. Yeah, it was. I mean, and I wrote down a couple of the things that he said that were especially different. Did you? Um, In the movie? I'm going, I, to be truly honest, I have no clue what happened in that movie beyond what I just read on the Wikipedia summary. And even then, I'm pretty confused of what happened. Um, I Uh never knew, all the characters looked the same to me, Um, except for the little boy. I knew the little boy was a little boy and not a grown pirate man um never knew who was good or who was bad didn't really know what they were going after um and so and i think a large part of that was that i had no clue ever what they were saying even though there were captions there for me to read they didn't help yes some of the things that i wrote down were and don't peach and i'll go shares i don't know what that means yeah um um well, blow me down for an old sea calf. Okay. And a bosun, what pipes man o' war fashion? It's like they're just stringing together words, and some of them aren't words. Yeah. Well, also, that actor is British. So I read that. Um, uh, okay. According to Woodard. Twitter? Woodard. Okay, Colin Woodard 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 is a is a historian who focuses on pirates, I think. Um and according to him, Newton, the actor who plays Long John Silver, based his pirate talk in the film on the dialect of his native West Country in Southwestern England, which just happened to be where Long John Silver hailed from in the Treasure Island novel. Yeah, I was wondering if it was like cuz they're in Bristol in the movie. Yeah. If that's where maybe it was coming from yeah so I was like if I were me but in this part of England would I have an easier time understanding or am I just there's no yeah I, I felt like I was watching the whole time it felt like I was sitting in mom and dad's living room while dad was watching one of his westerns um <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah I, that. I mean Except, part, of, yeah. part of it is like the pronunciation is interesting like ours I mean it's like I, I, I was watching it in the beginning I kept noticing that Long John Silver kept you know drawing out that the letter R and I was like whoa like this is like pirates I don't know what I thought like oh this is like what pirates really talk like or yeah. uh, you know is this where they get it from you know but there's that. But there's also, like, just weird vocabulary and weird phrases of, like, like the blow me down for an old sea calf. Like, what does that even yeah. mean? Yeah. Um, that was going to be my icebreaker was like, for us to give each other a sentence and then, like, try to rework it into pirate. <laughs> um, I thought that might take um, a long time. Um, how much did the pirate pay to get his ears pierced? Uh, I don't know a Buccaneer. That's a good one. Oh, but a buck and ear. Yes, because is a Buccaneer coin or a person? Ah, uh, I thought it was a person. I think it's a pirate. But now, is it a balloon? Is that the coin? The balloon is a coin. Yes. Maybe we should create a pirate podcast. Oh, you I think we have a lot to learn. The pirates in the world would hate us more so than the Disney people. Uh, oh, but I do have a pirate Disney question. What's a pirate's favorite movie? Our Wrinkle in Time. That's not even Disney, is it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Cinderella. What? Peter, Peter Pan. Don't you don't P Have you noticed that like most of my jokes have not involved the letter R? That there, there, Natalie, there's more to pirate culture than just the letter R. Um, I don't have an answer then. Booty and the Beast. Pirate, pirate booty. I got that. All right. Um, in the English West country, during the early 20th century, R was an affirmation not unlike the Canadian A, and maritime expressions were a part of everyday speech. Wow. Is that from National Geographic? Mm-hmm. Dang. That's, that's really good. Yeah, the, this is all about Golden Age pirates, because I guess there's like different eras of pirates. <laughs> sure, sure. The golden age pirates included large numbers of scots irish africans and french as well as a smattering of dutchmen swedes and danes of those of english origin the largest number were probably from london where the um, dialect differed from that of west country i think i'm gonna use the word smattering more in the yeah. language that's what i got from that fat, fun fact that you just gave um so I'm going to do a quick, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to take a little side journey and, um, I would like to just do a quick, I want to see if Long John Silvers is the, the oh, I've already Googled it. Okay. The seafood chain. Once I saw that he was a cook at the beginning of the movie, I was like, did you miss that he was a cook? Yeah. Yeah. He's the ship's cook. Oh. When they're, when they're in the tavern at not the very beginning, but right before they go onto their boat, that's when they first meet Long John Silver, Mm -hmm. Mr. Trawalny, that guy, the squire. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Long John Silver is their cook. He goes, I haven't found my crew, but I found my cook. And so then while Long John Silver is making dinner for them, he's like, oh, I know this whole crew. Like I can get your crew for you. And so that's why I wondered if Long John Silver's, the restaurant, gets their name because of that. Um, I don't know what research you did. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, I already told you I Googled it. I know, but it did it. Okay, what did, what did you learn? Well, not, nothing answers that question, just that it is named, for the name does come from the book. Wow. I don't. Long John Silver restaurant name. No, there's a um, our, our Story, Our Values page. Um, they have a picture of fishermen, and I just don't believe that. On the Nine website. swashbuckling facts about Long John Silver's. The Untold Truth of Long John Silver's. I'll click that. Oh, well, Lexington, Kentucky. Ooh, it started with hamburgers, not seafood. Whoa, but... They, on their website, they say that they are the only responsible pirate on the sea. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Just like a weird... They in a <laughs> landlocked state. <laughs> yeah, Kentucky. The Ohio River uh, divides Kentucky and Ohio. It still doesn't tell me. Oh my gosh. Long John Silver wants to remember my current location no matter where I go. <laughs> I don't want your values. I want your history. Ew. Caught in cold water, fried in cozy hot oil. Ooh. <laughs> the fish are like, hmm, you know, I think I might die, but sure is cozy in this pot. I feel like this podcast episode took a strange turn. <laughs> but I'm learning a lot right now. There's an off-menu side item at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> is it just the crunchies? Yes. Yeah. Mom mom and dad told us about that. Like you could order. I don't it used to be on the menu like in the 80s or something. Uh-huh. You could order cuz like every and dad loves this stuff and this should not surprise us at all. Um it's 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 like literally what gets left over after they fry fish. Like all yeah. the little gross like oily crumblies cuz they serve it on a bed of that <laughs> anyways. And so you could used to be that you could order like I don't know i like guess your main meal but like you could order extra crunchies or something something yeah so gross um <laughs> their websites oh my gosh their website they are trying to make they're trying to make fish yeah i think <laughs> what because it. it's it's uh. is seafood amazing fish yeah uh. And then at the end of their, this whole paragraph, do we do it all sustainably while supporting the fishermen and their families? Fish, yeah, we do. Oh, Long John. Oh, well, now I'm on a Forbes article. Uh, <laughs> <about Long John's. laughs> oh, my gosh. Next week, we're going to take on McDonald's. <laughs> Oh, well, I bet you, you already know when their busiest season is, right? March. Well, yeah, technically, sometimes. Oh, oh, Lent. <laughs> yep. I bet there was a pirate joke. No. <laughs> yes, Lent would be their most popular. The restaurant's name comes from the novel Treasure Island. Nine swashbuckling facts about Long John Silver. Uh, still up on mentalfloss.com? Uh, yes. <laughs> Where I am right now. <laughs> Dang it. Okay, but I, I think that it is because he was the cook. Natalie, he was the cook. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm just really disappointed that you didn't know that. I kind of want some fish for dinner now. I have shrimp. I'm having shrimp for dinner. Anyways. I feel like we've kind of gotten off track in discussing <laughs> this movie. Um, so the movie starts. Are you still reading about John Silver? Long John uh, Silver? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did, are you reading anything about the Long John Silver's Captain D's like rivalry? No, I'm reading about a Little Rascals mashup commercial they made in 1994. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. OK, I'm going to close this article. But we'll use it as a source. I'm gonna I run. still have it open. Yeah, well, no, but I had, like, two other ones that I looked at. Uh. <laughs> OK. All right. Um, so we were talking about uh, how they talk. I yeah. don't know. What? But then we talked about Long John Silver. Oh, maybe it's like we don't understand the plot of it. Couldn't understand how he's talking. Um, yeah, I didn't understand at the very beginning. And I wondered if this was similar to another movie that we've watched. <clears throat> and I can't remember which one it would have been um, in our Disney movie journey. But I just felt like the movie started and and it's actually the way I feel <laughs> a lot of movies especially like um adventure movies where I do to I do not understand what's happening I don't know who the characters are yeah. I don't know what the backstories are and so like the movie starts out in the first like 15 minutes I was so so confused because I felt like it didn't do a great job Mm-mm. of identifying who was who and who was good and like that's why it felt like I was watching one of dad's Westerns as dad already knows all the characters and they're the same ones are always good. And the same ones are always bad. Right. Felt like I had just turned on something that like I should culturally already know about. And I yeah. just, I that's guess I gave it. up so quickly. Um, when I was reading about treasure Island, the novel, it seemed like the plot line followed pretty closely, like to what, what I had watched. Um, so I did wonder if, like, people watching it in 1950, when was it, 52? 50. 50? 50. 50? Um, if they also knew this story way better than I did. There were just a lot of moments in the movie, especially towards the beginning, where I, I saw things like The Black Spot, mm-hmm. which is in the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie, which is the one that I've seen. Um, and so then, but then that kind of confused me because I was like, oh, okay, so is this what Pirates of the Caribbean is based off of? Um, and I don't think it is right. Okay. Yeah, I don't, that's, I think that's why I have so many questions about pirate culture is I was like, are these all, are are these all the same story just done in a different way? Or did every pirate just kind of go on very similar journeys? Um, well, one of the websites that I looked at, um, which you also looked at, I think, um, but it talks about, like, um, that Newton's performance full of R's, Me timbers, and references to landlubbers, this is quoting the National Geographic, um, uh-huh. uh, not only stole the show, it permanently shaped pop culture's vision of how pirates looked, acted, and spoke. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you see that in this movie, you see it in, like, almost every other, I guess, pirate movie. Mm-hmm probably not the captain phillips movie i probably that's about the somali pirates oh it's like i don't know what that is but i haven't seen it but i'm pretty sure it's based on a real life it is based on a real life event and so i know it's not based off of this movie right well speaking of real life um the pirate joke nope um I don't know who this is because I don't remember the movie very well at all. But um, oh, uh, the pirate who sees Jim, the little boy. Oh, the one who hurts Jim in the arm. Uh huh. Stabs him. Yeah. His name is Israel Hands. Yes. Named after Israel Hands. Yeah. Who is the Israel Hands? Uh, <laughs> he was uh he worked under blackbeard edward teach um eddie boy also known as basilica hands but um like a church yeah so wikipedia says um but yeah but this character in here is not supposed to be israel hands that's just his name so if you go to the um yeah, if you go to the Wikipedia page, you know, really deep research I did, um, that there are, and within the book, there it's they say that it's a marriage of the story of the murder of Captain George Glass on board the Earl of Sandwich in 1765, which is a true story. He was murdered. He and his family were murdered. Um, and I think that made pretty big news. And the taking of the ship Walrus off the island of La Graciosa near Tenerife. And um, when Robert Louis Stevenson was writing the book, he was talking to his dad a lot um, about the, the story and how it was going. And his dad recommended that he name the ship that, the, um, that they all take to Treasure Island, the Walrus. And so you can see in that case that it was like a direct reference to that. Um, but that there are a lot of like characters in the book that kind of allude to famous um pirates or famous um ship-related stories and all of that. Gotcha. But don't they but that's not the name of the ship in the movie. I don't think so, no. It's 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 his Hisp- Hispani- Oh yeah, the Hispaniola. Hispaniola. Hispani- um Yeah. Uh. uh yeah so um i just feel like the first part of the movie is really confusing and they don't do a great job of um setting up who is who and who is good and who's bad like to me and i still am confused about who was good and who was bad yeah. um because like the very beginning the old man that dies at the very beginning i was like oh he must be good But then I think he was a pirate, right? Like he was the one that buried the treasure to begin with. Okay, yeah. So I also, I don't know the answer to that question, but that's why I just like went off into Googling about pirates is I was like, yeah, because I also, I didn't know who buried the treasure. I don't know why you bury treasure. I don't know why you keep a map on you until you're about to like die. Like, I don't know. And I never explained what the black spot was. So when the when Long John Silver gets the black spot, so okay, here's my theory. Uh, to use Pirates of the Caribbean as a reference? I am not. Exactly. I am using only this movie. Okay, and learned in this movie. Um, so when Long John Silver gets the black spot, they tell him to turn it over and read it. And so I think the black spot is just like, uh, like this is bad news, I guess. Um. <laughs> And so but then on the but then you have to write on the back what the bad news is and so when long john silver turns it over it says you're being deposed which means like did you miss this in the movie like at the end when he's like it's on a bible yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's on it's it's so he goes turn it over and he's and it says you've been deposed or something like that and he goes beautiful handwriting did you write this john or something like that jerry george i think george wrote it um and so like that's yeah. Keep going. Okay. Um and so I think I think it it just means like something bad is gonna happen. And so I think maybe on the back of the old man at the beginning, when he gets a black spot, I think at the end on the back it maybe says like you're gonna die. Hmm. Here's your answer. Oh, okay. This is from wikipedia.org. The black spot is a literary device invented by Robert Louis Stevenson for his novel, Treasure Island. Man, this man just kind of created pirates. Um, In the book, pirates are presented with a black spot to officially pronounce a verdict of guilt or judgment. It consists of a circular piece of paper or card with one side blackened, while the other side bears a message and placed in the hand of the accused. It is a source of much fear because it meant the pirate was to be deposed as leader or for, or by force if necessary, or else killed outright in. In Treasure Island, Billy Bones is much frightened by it, but by it, but remains determined to outwit his enemies. However, he suffers a stroke caused by the overconception of liquor and is killed by the blind beggar. Yeah, I don't, okay. Okay. Later killed by the blind beggar in the movie, but yeah. he but he I think the sight of the blind beggar killed him. <laughs> okay. That guy's, that guy's name is Pew, by the way. Yep, that's right there. Later, Long John Silver receives the spot, but is calm enough to notice that the paper bearing the spot has been torn out from a Bible. He warns and warns his associates of the bad luck this will bring upon them. So but, er, earlier, when you asked who my favorite pirate was, it was going to be the guy who tore the page out of the Bible. Because do you remember what his name was? No, it was Job. Oh. So yeah, so his name is Joe. He goes, who, who tore this out? And he goes, Job, was this you? And Job like nods and he's like, man, you're about to have some bad luck. And I was like, this is a great Bible joke because Job in the Bible does have bad luck and that God and the devil mess with him. Um, but I thought that that was like a fun little <laughs> Bible thing. Well, like favorite character. Well, the words in the back of that black spot were from Revelation. Oh. An allusion to the beast's mark and Judgment Day. Okay, that was not in the movie. This, <laughs> the is, this movie? is the book, yeah. Yeah, the movie just said, you're going to be deposed. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, one of the things that I read said that pirates are very democratic. And you see a little bit of that in the movie, but it says that, like, pirates... Um, like from day to day can come together and be like, we have no trust in you, the leader, and we're gonna elect a new la- leader. And the exception for that was if they were in battle, <laughs> they couldn't walk up and say, hey, this isn't working. It works. <laughs> and we'd like to vote. Um, and so you see that with the black spot, with Long John Silver. Um, and so he says, you've been deposed, and we're gonna elect a new leader. Gotcha. So. No, pirates aren't all bad. They're, you know, they believe in democracy. Is it because of the sugarcane crops in the Caribbean? Explain. Why does it take pirates so long to learn the alphabet? They get stopped at. They get stuck at R. Nope. They already. Again, none of these jokes have involved the letter R, except um, for the first one. I don't know. Because they can spend years at sea. Yeah, I've heard that one. Another letter that they like. It's not a letter. Um, C is a letter, Natalie. On July 31st, 1970, Britain's Royal Navy issued its last daily rum (laughs) ration. It's not easy to say precisely when the practice started. Traditionally, British sailors were entitled to five quarts of beer a day each. But <laughs> by, yeah, I don't know quite a lot about measurements, but that feels like a lot of beer for but, the people that are keeping your like life alive, yeah. ship afloat. But by the middle of the 1600s, that was proving unworkable. What with the effects of tropical climates, the navy was now venturing into on the on the unpasteurized, unrefrigerated beer. Individual captains took to issuing wine or brandy as a substitute. In 1655, off the coast of Jamaica, a new drink was tested out in that roll, rum. Sailors took to the stuff pretty quickly. (laughs) If you were in the Navy, that meant you got a quarter pint a day, twice a day, every day, and double that in combat, or when they wanted you to work harder, (laughs) which, okay. (laughs) I mean, okay, is that related to, like, it would be really hard to get fresh water and like rum you can it keeps or something like i mean like i know that was a thing with like cider and stuff yeah right um i think i think it also just might be like payment too yeah and i do I, I mean i wonder if it was as alcoholic as rum is now i'm not i mean because like the cider wasn't as alcoholic as ciders are now, right? No. Okay. Yeah. Um They also began to water down the rum eventually. See, so yeah, yeah, they would water down the rum later. Yeah. Uh And the article talks about like sailors, privateers and pirates. Mhm. Um pirates didn't like anybody and nobody liked them. That led to a certain attitude. For example, in 1733, Captain William Snellgrave's ship was taken by pirates off the coast of Guinea in West Africa, and he was made their prisoner. Conditions were loose. He had the run of the ship and was often invited to eat and drink with Davis, the captain, and his mates. Large glasses of rum punch were their preferred beverage tossed off in toasts. Saying no was not an option. One night, as he was at dinner with his sharkish hosts, a cry rose up from the main deck below. The ship was on fire, with flames licking out of the hatchway that led to the hold. There was a lot of shouting, but the crew was drunk and unable to organize for action. Fortunately, Snowgrave was not, and neither were the other prisoners aboard ship. They did give them more rum, because according to their logic, that will help them fight the better, <laughs> right? Upon rushing below decks to investigate, Snelgrave found that one of the pirates had been sent down to fetch more rum from the large barrels in the hold. It being dark, he had a candle with him, which he negligently brought too close to the open bung of the cask, thus igniting the strong rum within. <laughs> the flames set fire to the next barrel, which had been left open. Behind a wooden bulkhead from the burning rum hold was another hold, which held 30,000 pounds of gunpowder. While Snellgrieve, a couple of the prisoners, and the ship's sober gunner's mate dashed around organizing buckets of water and blankets to throw in the fire. Some of the drunken pirates had edged out on the bowsprit in the hope that they wouldn't be blown up. The bulk of them, however, gathered on the main deck and started raising a cheer. Huzzah, for a brave blast to go to hell with oh pirates. But here's the thing, a sailor's life in the 17th and 18th century was unimaginably rough and likely to be very short but for many people so was the life on land if you were poor often all you had to look forward to was overwork semi-starvation and disease so why not just grab a share of the good things in life why not go out in a blaze of boozy glory Man, i don't know that's kind of crazy Mm mm-hmm Emily, you still didn't realize that long john silver was the cook i still didn't realize no remember when he's sorry i'm just like my notes and remember when he's in the boat and he makes plum duff and he puts rum in it for the guy that he kills no oh wait yeah yeah he was the cook i also watch us in two separate days Watch this on Sunday and today. Not twice, but, you know. <laughs> I watched this twice, and I still didn't understand. Well, okay, so also, like, you talked about action stuff, and just in general, as soon as there's any hint of action, my brain, uh-huh. just, it forfeits. It's like it's like you've ever seen, like, a dog that just, it's too hot and doesn't want to walk anymore? My brain, and I try so hard to just, like, give myself a pep talk to be like, just <laughs> just try your best, and it just, it could not, it didn't happen, yeah i i also get that whereas uh, yeah like when some of the fighting would start i'd be like all right i can probably tune out for like (laughs) five minutes and then when i look up like they'll be talking about who died (laughs) like and so i would tune out for a little bit Um, i also kept thinking i was following it well and then i would think the movie was about to wrap up and then (laughs) it was not wrapped up and i was like well i guess either this should have ended or I clearly have no clue what like the goal of this plot is. Um, cause to me, it seemed like you guys just solved your problem by killing that guy. Um, we also haven't talked about, um, I don't remember his name. Just, just the Island man. Oh, Ben Gunn. Yeah. <laughs> He's my favorite. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was different. Many's the night I dreamed of cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Ben Gunn um, was. Uh, oh shoot, what is the word? Um, he was not a cast a, mutineered. Is that was that the word he used? I don't know. Uh, there's some word that he used because he was not marooned. 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 Yes, he was marooned on the island, and he'd been there for five years, at least. I don't know. Uh, he he says, well, I have yeah the. <laughs> The Wikipedia plot says five years ago, but that man had been there for longer. Yeah. And it says, Christian five years. Oh, crap. Yep. 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 We're we back. Yeah. We're we back. Okay. Yeah. He says, I haven't spoken with a Christian in five years. Was, yeah. Like, so like did a, like a, a Wiccan person <laughs> like come to your island and you were like, mm, hard pass. Um, I think that was a racist thing. I don't know yeah I mean I think it was like these islands you know are like full of you know savages or something um and so yeah it was there was a couple like weird Christian comments I haven't had Christian food was the other one and I was like I don't even know what that means (laughs) like um in the book of Acts we're told we can eat whatever we want so (laughs) I'm not sure (laughs) so we had goats and berries I was like that sounds fine I don't understand what you're complaining about um he was my favorite because he made up uh dialogues for people where he would say I, I don't know actually now I'm thinking about it like it's really well done it's like he's it sounds to me it's like he's concocted all of these conversations in his head which like everyone does like I do that in the shower yeah. where I'm like and then I'll, I'll say this like if that person wants to say this to me and then I'll respond with this and but it seems like he had done that for a while. And so it's like, instead of having a conversation with somebody, he's already anticipating what somebody will respond with. You know what my favorite moment is? What? Um, I can't figure out where... Oh, oh, I know what it was. Okay. So um, Long John Silver, who was the cook on the ship, um, prepares... Plum duff for the guy so he can kill him. Yeah. Okay. So he like gets them all liquored up and then during the storms he gets sent overboard. Um, and so then the next scene is a funeral for that guy. And then um, the the captain I guess is doing the 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 service and he says a prayer and at the end he says Amen. And Long John Silver says armen. <laughs> That is my favorite moment. I'm going to sneak one into worship um, in the next couple weeks and see if anyone notices. Truly don't remember a funeral happening. (laughs) It was on the boat. Yeah. That's when the guy, they think he just like got washed ashore. Yeah. Overboard. Overboard. I guess ashore would be good. Would be better. Overboard not. I mean, like Pinocchio. You know. Um, you know who's missing from this movie that I would like to talk about? Jim's mother. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I thought I did I I didn't know if he was lying. Wait, what do you mean lying? Um, one of the men, like the first man who comes in. The doctor. Yeah. Um, like asks who he is or something and he says, I'm here with my mom who owns this place so I thought he was lying. Because then the old man comes down. I think you're completely misremembering. <laughs> no! That was... No, that's the doctor. The doctor knows him. Okay, well, somebody else comes in and he says, my mom works here. Oh, uh, the Tre- Trelawney guy? Trelawney? Mm-hmm. The squire? Isn't yeah. the doctor? Trelawney? No, those are two different people. Trelawney is the squire, the rich man. And then the doctor lives in town, somehow knows the squire. Yeah. The doctor had already been there because the doctor had been taking care of Bill Bones, who is the old man. Oh, gotcha. Jim says, I'm not allowed to give you rum, the doctor said. Yeah. Which I thought was putting a child in a horrible position. Yes. Um, but, yeah, the doctor knew Jim, but- so then Trelawney, for some reason, I couldn't understand why he wanted this boy to come along anyway. Like that all felt weird to me. Um, he needed like yeah. a cabin boy and I'm like, this kid has like a mother and an income. Like, surely there are boys who are worse off in England that could join you on this strange voyage. Um, but he says, Jim says, my mother would listen to you doctor. Mm-hmm. and the doctor convinces her i guess but like yep. it was a deleted scene um well and in the book apparently at the beginning jim and his mother like defend the inn or the pub or whatever um from other pirates so like she at least has some kind of presence yeah i think i was more concerned with him being a bartender yeah, my first note was child bartender. Good start. I hold on, um, little boy bartender? Question mark? Question mark? That's the first thing I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So I just had you know questions about Jim and his mother and whether she knew, you know, what she was sending her son out to get involved with. Um, and it seemed like probably not the best situation for him. Yeah. I wondered, like, at the beginning, I was like, oh, there must be some kind of, like, love story between Jim's mother and the doctor. Um, but none of that banned out. But then, okay, when I was reading about Treasure Island, the book, mm-hmm. Robert Louis Stevenson wrote it um, with, like, the intention of not having women in it at all. Okay. That, it, that it was going to be an adventure novel. And it was, I mean, it was first published um, in, in cereal for, um, not that you eat, but like, um, I still (laughs) don't understand. Uh, so, so some of those novels back then, the first way that they were published was that they were published like one chapter at a time in a magazine. Okay. And Cosmopolitan. Yes. Cosmo. (laughs) Yes. And so um, this was one of those. And so, like, it was, it was geared towards, like, boys. And so there wasn't going to be romance in it. It was going to be all adventure and all, like, pirates all the time. Um, yeah, I did notice that there were no women in this movie. Um, Not a one. But also, in my research, pirates considered women to be bad luck. So. Interesting. Yep. Um, so th- I think, for me, the big question of this movie What happened? Just the one. Yes, it was. Because (laughs) at the end, I felt like Long John Silver was the bad guy. Yeah. And yet there was, like, all of this back and forth of, like, I mean, yeah, Jim's a kid. And so he's, like, easily taken in by adults or something. But, like, there just seemed to be a lot of back and forth of, like, first, you know, Jim is Long John Silver's friend. Long John Silver gives him a gun. And tells him to like carry it, I think, like to where the point where it could go off at any point. Um, but then Jim witnesses Long John Silver talking about like the mutiny that they're going to have. And Long John Silver almost stabs him in the apple barrel. Did you see that, Natalie? Mm-hmm. And so then Jim tells the captain of the ship and um, and the doctor about his like betrayal and mutiny mm-hmm. and that's like all right he's a bad guy so, but then there's like all the stuff that happens where like long john silver catches up with jim and like makes him um like a uh promise like on his gentleman's honor promise which it's like is long john silver a gentleman no because he has like betrayed and backstabbed his way to his position right um it's, there just seems to be like a lot of to me, giant red flags about Long John Silver. And then even at the very end, even the doctor was like, I kinda hope he makes it. Like, <laughs> like, he killed people. Like he would have killed you. I don't understand like and even in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, I feel like they always ended with some kind of like He's dead but is he right you know and so I was like maybe that's what Disney is doing in 1950 of like I hope he makes it out okay um but then they never made another one that I can tell on Disney's website um it was just confusing like is he a bad guy is he a good guy I don't get it yeah I agree um fun fact about Robert Louis Stevenson his parents were devout Presbyterians Yes, that is true. Okay. That is a fun fact that all of our listeners will be excited to learn about. Okay, so I have 30 incredible facts about pirates that are 100% true. Ready? Are you reading 30 of them? No, of course not. Um, I'll just pick out the ones that I thought were interesting. Um, Pirates did wear patches, but not because they were all missing an eye. It was to help him adjust to the light and dark with the deck below deck, and mm-hmm. good job. Um, I, I do think I learned that in the fourth grade. I think that is a weird thing to teach fourth graders. Like, probably we should have learned that the GI Bill didn't fully benefit soldiers of of all races. No, um, it might have been like a science thing or something, like, like about like your eyes adjusting in the dark. Of, because I still, <laughs> yeah, i <clears throat> yeah. That is a weird thing that stuck with me because sometimes I do uh like in I'm in the middle of the night, like if I'm leaving yeah, if I'm leaving the bathroom into a dark room, I do close one eye. I forgot that's not a normal thing. Pirates wear earrings to ward off seasickness. Hmm. that makes sense. Uh does it? Yeah, I think like um there's something that like is a seasickness like help thing that uh-huh. You still in your ears? Yeah, so according to National Geographic, uh, sailors believe that applying pressure to the earlobe would ward off sickness. In many cases, the pirates would accomplish this by popping on an earring. Unfortunately, though your inner ears do affect your sense of balance, putting earrings in your earlobes does nothing to mitigate seasickness. Yeah. Um, Pirates had a sophisticated mail system and retirement plan. Wow. Um, they had extensive networks on land that kept them in touch with the outside world. Um, they had a commuter service to take retiring pirates from their famous haunts in Madagascar to more mundane lives in America. Interesting. Now, is this, is this the golden age of the pirates? Uh, yeah. I, I think so. Uh, woman pirates, you want to hear about them? Yeah. While well, men have definitely dominated the world of piracy, there have been several notorious women pirates, including France's Jean de Closon, England's Mary Reed, and Ireland's Grace O'Malley and Anne Bonnie. I remember Mary Reed. Do you really? Yeah. From grade? Yeah. All right, then. Uh, pirates stole books too. Those are my fun facts about pirates. Hmm. They're pretty good, I think. I think we all had fun with them. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Why did the pirate cross the road? To get to the other other side. (laughs) For a second, I forgot all of the jokes started with that. And I was like, oh my God, she's heard this one. Because it's to get to the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it's to get to the second-hand shop. Uh, yeah, the, the hook, hook joke. Uh, here you go. Here's an R joke. What print do pirates wear on their socks? Argyle. Good job. Good job, Natalie. All right. We made it. We made it. Natalie, do you have a scary scale for this movie? I did not prepare one, but I do have one, yes. Okay. Um, let's give it a two. Okay. Uh, I know you like Ben Gunn, um, but he is scary. He That's not scary to you? He would have spooked me, for sure. Oh my gosh, I hate Natalie's scary scale. <laughs> I just, I think it's wrong. Okay. And it's why I couldn't watch Wizard of Oz as a child. Okay. I have a really, 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 really good one. This is my favorite one It's laughing. Okay. What did the pirate say on his 80th birthday? Uh, I don't know. I, matey. (laughs) You laughed. Every week we pick our favorite movie between the one that we just finished discussing and our previous favorite of all the ones we've watched this is the hardest concept to describe every time um and so going into this week sarah's favorite is cinderella and my favorite is bambi i'm gonna guess that both of us are keeping our original favorites yeah i'm sticking with cinderella i'm sticking with you can't do it (laughs) Bambai. De, bam, oh, Bambenir. Oh Deer. Huh? Oh dear. Dear. Like of an R. I got it. Yeah. Okay. What's next week? Next week is Alice and Wonderland. Yes. Um I have not seen it. It's been a while since I've seen it. Um and so I don't know if I am excited to see what your scary scale is or if I'm already anticipating the rage that I will feel in regards to what your scary scale is because to me it is a scary movie yeah I think I mean I think that's why I've never seen it yes I feel like mom and dad purposely did not introduce me to this movie (laughs) yes probably that is correct um but I think I remember liking it it's got um i mean it's lewis carroll yes and so he's a little different um but i liked it hey hey last week we uh mentioned our predict our predict our yeah last week we predicted what we thought treasure island would be about and i ended mine with it's about the friends we made along the way and that feels like that might be kind of what it was about maybe right but i think also if that is true then this would also be like a really good teachable moment for like middle schoolers and like what really constitutes a good friend because long john silver in my opinion was not a good friend like you know there's the whole like um you should forgive people and whatever but like which, which I agree with as a minister, I have to say <laughs> forgiveness is very key. Um, but you don't keep putting yourself into a situation in which this person keeps taking advantage of you. And Jim continually does that. And yes, he is a child. So like, you know, maybe he'll, he won't make the best decisions. But then the doctor also, at the end of the movie is like, you know what? That long John Silver. I... can't hate him. Like, it's kind of his attitude. And it's like, he tried to kill you, like, and this boy. So, um, and he did kill people in in this process. So yeah, friends you made along the way, but maybe not the kind of friends that you want. Yeah. Uh, sources. My pirate jokes came from an article from bestlifeonline.com. And the article is called 33 funny pirate jokes that arg, total hidden treasures. Laugh your booty off with these Jolly Roger jokes. Um, I also used um, another Best Life Online um, article that was uh, 30 incredible facts about pirates that are 100% true, that the pirate accent is an invention of Disney. And nine swashbuckling facts about Long John Silvers from Middle Floss and Wikipedia. Um, I used the Daily Beast for rum history. I used National Geographic for pirate dialect information. I used Wikipedia. Um, you say that proudly. I used mash.com um for Long John Silver's information um looked at some other websites for Long John Silver's but did not repeat that information so we don't need to go into all of that um yes great so glad we watched this movie I feel like my life has been made better by it yeah I can see a sermon illustration coming out of this movie if you have anything to say about Treasure Island I mean go ahead and email us, um, find us on Instagram. Email us at wolfdisneypodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Wolf Um Don't forget to send us your pirate jokes. Right. We are waiting for them. This has been Wolf Disney. Thanks for listening. Our theme song is Lamb and Wolf by Poddington Bear. See you next week. Thank you.